This week on Solid State, things are definitely a little more laid back. You see, every so often, you just believe with all your heart that a company is going to surprise you, that everything won't be exactly the way the leaks, predictions, and outright guesses said they would. Other times, though, well, that's just what happens, and what we said is what we got. With no more beating around the bush, Microsoft had an event to basically refresh some devices we'd already seen, announce some services we'd already used, and update us on their roadmap while saying nothing at all. I don't want to cast stones just at Microsoft specifically. They're hardly alone in the who's who of major companies that just couldn't pull the big show together. But on the heels of massive layoffs earlier in the year and the sudden departure of one of its best, brightest, and most renowned, well, things just might not be business as usual in Redmond these days. Now, that hardly sounds like a good sales pitch for 45 or so minutes of your listening attention, but don't worry, it is us after all. We deep dive on just not the what, but the why with so much of what Microsoft's current moment is all about. And to sweeten things up, we round out the episode with our first hands-on time with none other than the iPhone 15 Pro Max. So toggle that action button, because it's time to go full yin and yang and talk about Microsoft's 2023 Surface event and Apple's iPhone 15 debut. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are back. We are here to talk a little bit all over the place, but that's the most well, we on did. brand for us humanly possible. Um, yeah. We definitely have some what's in the box action about something we want to talk about here in a minute, but I, I wanted to, I mean, get it out of the way seems really dismissive, but I think we should just get it out of the way. Because sure. yeah. um, there's not much to talk about, so... There, there is. We, we, we talked last week, or when we talked last week, Amazon had just had their event the day before. And then later that same day that we recorded was going to be Microsoft's event. And I will tell y'all, we batted it around 50, 100 times. Should we record that morning? Should we wait until later the next day or the day after and like mash them both up together? And then we were afraid of like, well, if Microsoft has a heavier than expected event, like yeah. th that'll be a really hard to digest episode. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> I'm just going to say we could have tacked four and a half minutes onto that Amazon episode <laughs> and covered everything, the Microsoft event. So we're going to do it this time because we do have something else we want to talk about, but I've never been so happy we didn't do an out of band or dedicate an entire recording to what turned out to be. Well, let's just talk about it because I mean, Microsoft did a thing, right? People got together in a room, they trotted some stuff out. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I now know who they laid off earlier this year. It's everyone who makes new devices. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that might be why Panos was like, hey, Amazon. I'm out. Yeah. You got any room in that devices building because we're not making those things anymore. <laughs> I don't know if his budget got taken. I just I just don't know. All I do know is Microsoft had an event. We got a Surface Laptop Studio 2, which has been like in the wings for a while, right? The last I think it first came out about 3 years ago. Um that means that they waited 1 year for every person that bought one. Yep. Yeah. No one buy I it's a really interesting design. I have, please, I say, I say the opposite all the time. Dear listeners, please email me. Don't even email me if you own one, because I know you're not out there. <laughs> email me if you've ever seen someone using one of using these. Using one, 
Yeah. Because we've talked about this. I mean, it's not like I, I I don't travel the world, but I go places. Right. And I and I say this all the time. I clock what phones people have. Well, like I, I'm. It's one of those like people watching things. Yeah. We all do a different version of oh, it. Yeah. Mine is what devices are people using in the wild? It's a thing I get enjoyment from. I have literally never seen one of these in use in the wild in the no. three years that they've been a thing no me neither i've seen and that I might be because they're all shackled to a desk in a in like a architecture office right. maybe i don't know i've seen but. one or two people using the regular surface laptop yeah. like the you know just surface laptop you know with a little window sure. on the back i've seen that one but i've never seen somebody with the crazy flip out screen and no all that no i've never seen anybody with that ever and i also get why it weighs 45 pounds yeah, the base. Right. It's as thick as the S book of the encyclopedia. Like it's a <laughs> it's a big laptop. S for yeah. surface, yeah. <laughs> S for surface. There you go. I mean, so but it it got an update. It is its air quotes most powerful surface to date. I get why it's as thick as my gaming PC. Right. Um, but I will say for all that, it got an i7 processor. Yay cool yep hopefully not an i9 an rtx 4050 or 4060 so not a 4070 right um and up to 64 gigs of ram that's that's great oh yeah i can get lots of devices but i i, I don't know what the 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 form factor of the device in my opinion no longer is justified by its specs like if this thing was cramming in a 16 core i9 processor an rtx 4090 or even like a de air quotes desktop grade 4070 or 4080 and all that ram and what i'm like okay so this thing is literally a desktop you can pick up and take with you mm -hmm. i can see that use case for some people uh, we talked about this during the razor episode after ces earlier this year like mm -hmm. there's something to be said for workstation grade horsepower that is effectively just one that you can unplug one plug, put it into a briefcase and take it with you places. That would be okay. But I, the, I guess for me, I was a little bit underwhelmed by the spec sheet itself Yeah. because for what it touts to be just middle of the road the spec sheet wasn't that impressive. Yeah. It's just a middle of the road spec sheet. I mean, it's, it's what is honestly the 40 fifties now for most of the new stuff coming out is, you know, for things that have video cards in them, discrete video cards right. in them, it's the it's the bottom of the barrel for any of that stuff that's coming out. That's the thing you upgrade from. That's the thing they use you to get you in the door and then, you know, pay a couple hundred extra dollars to bump it up to the next level or whatever. But yeah, and that's all you can get on the 4060 is fine, but it's not going to do anything spectacular. I guess it's good. I mean, this is this is made for artists, right? The whole point is like I was, artists I would think so, right? Yeah, the whole screen duopy that it does yeah. very much is like, I'm an artist that needs a 4060, or I, I, I I've always yeah. viewed it. I made the joke earlier, but I mean, I mean, I I viewed it more of like engineers and architects. Yeah. Like I do plans all day long. It'd be really really cool to open up Bluebeam and move my screen around and manipulate stuff with my hand. Like right, yeah, because okay. it even covers the keyboard, right? It's like you it can't does. Even, it does. Yeah. yeah, it comes out over it. Yeah. So yeah, and then they they did one more, right? The the go. Also yes. Out. So well. Okay, so the book in that the, the studio to starts. I just, I did want to say real quick. Mm. Starts at two thousand dollars. Yeah. The base level. Yeah. So that's 
which I feel like is partially formed back to right, though. Like, <laughs> sure, I know I do this on this show all the time, but for two thousand dollars, it's just it's the irony. I spent the majority of my computing life apologizing for the Apple tax. You know what right. I mean? It's like I know they're more expensive, but right now I look at devices like this or Eric going hard right. You and I were talking about the the um the current XPS lineup the other yep. day from Dell, yep. and it's because we because we quote those regularly for our clients, mm -hmm. and we were talking about how to do. You can go buy an XPS thirteen right now for nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Mm -hmm. I would not recommend a single human being on earth use that computer because it doesn't have enough hard drive. It doesn't have enough RAM. Like, it, is, it is an underspec machine and almost every, it's a well-built, aggressively underspec machine that no one should use. If you're buying that computer, just go buy a Chromebook. Like it's not a, to run Windows, it is not a good computer, um, especially for $1,000. Right, yeah. So in this case, for $2,000, it's so funny to me that my go-to in my own head now is, Wow, the MacBook you could get for two thousand dollars, yeah, would yeah. run circles around this. Yeah, and especially for the things that this is geared towards, meant to do. Yes, you know those CAD programs, those design programs, the drawing programs, all that kind of stuff. That all anything that's made for the M processor line is going to run circles around that i seven. Yep. I mean, you know, it needs to be obviously programmed you know native m series programming it will run circles around it so yeah so and, that it's just so funny like that's where the struggle has become because it's like it used to be yeah i know they're not as well built yeah i know windows i'm gonna go in the windows 7 is a little bit weird at times like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. or windows 8 what have, like i remember that time period where it's like yeah but for my for a windows laptop was price yeah but look what you can get for the money mm -hmm. it's bonkers to me that that's what we're saying not the first part but the latter about the price look what you can get for the money as it relates to a mac when you can go buy a MacBook Air for $800 and think about what it can do. So for $2,000, you're literally talking 14-inch MacBook Pro territory. Yep. Yeah, you'd think that, like, over the years, they they had, they have that idea themselves. Like, oh, like, people say, oh, what kind of cheaper Windows computer uh -huh. can I get? And, uh I mean, they de with the surfaces, they definitely are trying to hit that like more premium, like absolutely. And I realize this is a territory. surface, this is a surface device, and I really, really get that. But I will say, Eric, you mentioned just the regular surface laptop earlier. The Surface mm -hmm. Laptop for the last few years has been a really good XPS, for example, Dell XPS alternative for me right. for people that ask for what laptop to get because they are they they have an interesting industrial design. You typically get a good a good a well built machine. Mm -hmm. It's it's microsoft by microsoft you know what i mean like it's, it had mm. a lot of things going for it, and i still believe that about the surface laptop itself i just can't figure out who speaking of the laptop the surface laptop studio line now the studio two i can't figure who this camel's for mm -hmm. yeah it, it just it's such an interesting device but i don't necessarily mean interesting in the like good way like it it exists and it's almost like they made another one because they kind of had to right and 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 microsoft is obviously dialing in its product line right now so i'm going to go out on a limb and say they must have sold enough of these or had enough interest that 
they felt it was inevitable to make another one. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just, I look at this device and I keep on going to, who is it for? I, we know who it's for, but how many, like how many comic book artists are out there? Like, you know what I need? Yeah. Surface laptop studio. Mm -hmm. Almost zero because they weren't, because they're going right, to buy a Mac and a Wacom, yeah. Wacom, Wacom, whatever you call it, tablet right. that they can draw right on. You know, yep. <laughs> that's not. I feel like the the studio desktop is like in that same spot for me too, where you're like, you know, it's mm -hmm. got a very small usage case, you know, and maybe this is for people who have the studio and they want that same experience, right, when they go yeah. home. But could be. I feel like Apple has that know. spot where like the laptop has multiple uses. You buy an expensive laptop, it can do all these things, but yeah. you might not use them all. And in like this case. I feel like it's only going to want to do those things. Right. Like you're not just going to buy this, you know, to, to putz around on it. Yeah. Which brings us to the surface laptop go. <laughs> yeah. Wholly covering both ends of the spectrum in yeah. one event, but I've also got some serious thoughts about that. The yeah. surface laptop go three. Oof. Yeah. So the surface laptop all, go it's ugly. <laughs> it, <laughs> ugly. It ugly. Um, yeah, the Surface Laptop Go line came out a few years ago originally as somehow Microsoft's attempted answer to the Chromebook taking over the education space. Yep. I this might be the through line in this whole event. I don't know who this device is for because mm -hmm. it's eight hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. If this if this device were four forty nine. I would be like, man, if you just need a laptop, go buy this one. Yeah. If you just right. need, but for eight hundred dollars, it's twelve point four inches touchscreen. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It is a twelve point four inch touchscreen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is a podcast, so people cannot see the the look on my face. Yep. <laughs> When Eric tries to justify this laptop, no, no, it there's no justification no, I know, here. <laughs> I know, but okay, so if I, it's it like went from a two-core Pentium processor to a four-core N200 processor. Again, for eight hundred dollars, you're not even getting a Core i processor. One USB A and one USB C. That's uh... it's all right though. It's got that dolphin fin, you know. Um, surface connector on the side yes I, yes everyone loves those same thing who is this device for yeah because that's the thing you could you could go like based on these specs i go okay that's a great first laptop for a student based on sure. specs and then you look for five hundred dollars you look at the price and you go okay never mind i'm gonna get a macbook air yeah because like or any number of just cheap, like this but, is one of those situations hey, where if you're if you're buying this, go buy an Asus or an Acer, like go buy yeah. another cheap laptop. You know, but you know the MacBook Air doesn't have a touchscreen, so you know that's true. <laughs> that's 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 off for the MacBook Air. That's what everybody likes to do is just mash their <laughs> fingerprints all over their laptop screen. It's an amazing I, choice. I continue to not understand touchscreen laptops. Yeah. It really just I. I, I maybe never will like and i don't mean like true can like a surface or like i understand convertibles i do not understand touch screen laptops i just yeah. don't but anyway but okay but then we got to get to the big announcement just the huge the mind-blowing announcement from that event which mm -hmm. was their 
Did AI. we watch the same event? No. They're um, AI. <laughs> What's it called again? I'm forgetting. Copilot. Copilot. Yes, you're correct. All right. Well, I would be real, real quick. Um, Surface Laptop Go 3 started at $7.99. They also silently launched like didn't even mention at the event this was not an action-packed event and still couldn't be bothered to say on stage that they also launched a surface go 4 because the go line is like their cheap parallel line air giant air quotes around cheap by the way like so you have the surface laptop and the surface laptop go you have the surface the original surface pro and you have the surface go it's only for available through its business store. It oh, got that's why I'm not some, seeing it. I'm not in the business yeah. store. Okay. Yep. yep. It's only in the business store. Um, it basically got a chip upgrade and it's $579 for a smaller, less capable, worse built. I go buy a regular surface pro. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to tell you if, if for some reason that's the device that you need, save up whatever money you have to and just go buy a surface pro because that's my biggest this event was about the devices that exist in spite of the better devices that microsoft already makes yeah seriously because if you're looking at that surface laptop studio go look at like a proper surface laptop like the higher end one yeah if you're looking at the laptop go go get the lower end regular so like the surface laptop is actually a good laptop and was not represented at this event in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. that's the one to get on both ends of the spectrum either spec one up or get the cheapest one great all-around laptop as far as the like the 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 surface go is concerned again if that device were 399 dollars, it'd be like okay wow that's that that's a really cool just like throw it in your bag and have with you device yeah when you're basically talking yeah yeah, when you're basically talking 600 plus dollars by the time it's said and done just save up a little bit more and get the full-blown surface pro that is so much better than the sum of the 200 ish dollar price difference like it's they're barely even comparable so Anyway, Eric, I'm sorry. I just like the, it just frustrated me that this was effectively a hardware event where I I don't every single bit of hardware that both was and wasn't talked about. I cannot look at any of it and say, "Oh, that's who that's for." I can't. And I've talked in the show about how important I think the Surface lineup is to the industry, yeah. and I continue to think that. We keep going full circle to this, but it's just you can't not talk about it, right? If this is the direction from the top, I get why Panos hit the eject button and got out. On the flip side of it, and I don't believe this is true because I know of him well enough to not think by default this would have been him, but if this was the direction he was taking that division, I can also understand Microsoft saying, hey, man, um, there's the door. Right, yeah. But I have to believe this is Microsoft as an entity saying, well, we just... They're kind of like Google with some of their stuff, right? They refuse to get all in. Mm-hmm, but yeah. in their case, they refuse to get all in because they don't want to piss off the cash cow that is all the OEMs that make Windows devices. Yeah. But I, I know we always yeah. like compare Apple to Microsoft and a lot of these things, but I, I feel like, you know, you watch Apple's event and then you watch this event or read what happened in this event. Like, I, I feel like you can see Apple like trying different things that are interesting, right? right. Like, Oh, this little feature or this little hardware switch or this. And, and you look at all of this Microsoft, you're like, where, like what exciting yeah, they put thing a new are they excited it. about? What are they yeah. doing? They, they, yeah. That? They like, chip bumped all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And again, well, is that is that because at, at, a, at a certain time in Apple's history, that's what they were doing at all of these events too, was a chip bump. And that was because they were using Intel. That's true. So maybe Microsoft is strapped in the same way and we'll only see them break free when they finally start making their own silicon. Yeah. Who knows? But I don't know. But anyway, so let's so yes, talk, co-pilot. Let's yes. talk about the, the clippy sized elephant in the room. Um, so uh, co-pilot. <laughs> Copilot is there is Microsoft's answer to AI because everyone has to talk about AI at their events this year. It, it is it's the law. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. the law. Like you have to talk about how you're using Chat GPT yeah. and whatever you're doing. And so apparently they're going to do Copilot, which I swear to God, like if anybody's ever seen a Marvel movie, um, the superheroes that are you know seven feet tall and look like you know Adonis or whatever and can run a mile in in you know 34 seconds um they they put on a baseball cap and you can't recognize them anymore mm. so copilot is clippy in a baseball cap clippy went into the phone booth yeah and, 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 like a little, and like a little mustache you know the, the sunglasses the the black glasses with the big nose and the mustache he's wearing <laughs> that with a hat and you know and is copilot so so are you saying that co-pilot is the Clark Kent, Clark Kent to Clippy Superman? Uh, no, I'm this is, absolutely this... not saying that. <laughs> okay, because it, if Clippy is Superman, then no, we're all absolutely doomed. absolutely not. Yeah, oh. but no, I mean, it's basically they're, they're just, they're integrating, you know, the same type of AI that everybody is yeah. so that you can, you know, because Cortana didn't work out for anyone because no one no. used it. No. So now they're pivoting it. They're calling it something else. It starts with the same couple of letters and are going to, you know, tell you that now you need it because it's smarter. And again, no one will use it <laughs> and it'll sit there in the corner of your windows. Just like the weather <sighs> and the. Uh... Yep. <laughs> What's interesting is there is real value here, right? Sure. Like there, there are absolutely ways. So Microsoft is in a great position. They have one of the best by default use cases for some of these tools mm-hmm. because they have office right. right you know what i mean so I, I i can whereas with the all the surface devices we just talked about I'm like i don't know i don't know who in these cases I'm like okay i occasionally make pivot tables yeah i'm terrible at making pivot tables it takes me an hour to remember how to make the right pivot table because i make them like two two times a year right mm-hmm. but when i need it so the ability to engage with a piece of software and say, I want to make a pivot table. I need this information juxtaposed against this information. Yeah. Go. Like oh, that's a great use that, case. Yeah. Like the, like those kinds of things, like you've got office, man. Yeah. So just and and I I have to believe that this is part of their strategy. So just make that really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like make it. Hey, co-pilot, not literally, but I want to make, you know, I want to make a pivot table where this, where this bit of data is juxtaposed against this bit of data go. If I can naturally ask Microsoft office to do that, we've got something like I'm, I'm there for it because it's bigger than just pivot table, but manipulating and working with this data, because there's so many times in office specifically where there are tasks that I do so infrequently, I never master them. But I'm a grown adult with Google. 
So therefore I have the ability to figure out how to do it. I just get to reinvent that wheel every three every to time, six yeah. months yeah. because I don't do it often enough to retain the how to. Back to the purple and links in your Google search. Exactly. <laughs> and yes, they are effectively making me dumber because I will not have to then go out and teach myself how to do it. And there's that whole thing. But More I will layers. say, yeah, like Microsoft has one of the clearest paths to a usage case than many, many others, because at least it's, they provide a series of tools, literally productivity tools that people use to do things and providing a, an engine to shorten the distance between the user and doing the thing. Okay. I can see Joe public getting behind that and actually using it for stuff. Like that's Mm -hmm. that, that, that use case is relatively clear to me. So I get it. Um, I, I get it more clearly than Google. I, I of course like check the box for every Google experiment they'll let me. And so I have like the generative search experience turned on. I, 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 I'm I'm leaving it on because I want to participate mm-hmm. and like s- try to see where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's a nuisance. Mm-hmm. It's just a big purple box that's in the way of my Google search every time. Yep. Because A, the number of times it's just flat wrong is shocking. And all it's doing is pre-scraping the internet for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. never mind. It's, it's, it's the first three for search results. And then sometimes yes. they pull the worst information out of those first three. Out of each results. one. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what I do think what Going back to the, the the comparison here, Microsoft is at least applying their a, potential AI future to tools that people are using to do things. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're potentially empowering people to do better. Like you, know, I don't mean literally do better, but you know, what I mean do it, do it better. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Do the thing they're doing. Um, I think it's hilarious when Google's main play is to manipulate search to prevent people from having to go to websites. Mm-hmm. Cause think right. about it. That's really what it's doing. Stay and look and at they're, ads. They're, mm-hmm. they're attempting to prevent you from needing to go to the website. Yeah, that's a really good point. The last time I checked all those websites only exist to serve you their own ads so they can make money. Mm-hmm. Right. If Google's play successfully prevents you from going to those websites in the first place, by the nature of attrition, those websites will eventually cease to exist. Yeah. If they cease to exist, where is Google going to scrape the information from? Right. It's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I got you. Like it's yeah. literally a zero sum game. Like the, yeah. unless that whole no strat control it, then yeah. <laughs> you know, ad space and stuff. Sure. Tear down the ad, tear down the ad driven internet. (laughs) And now we're back to paid yellow pages. Right. Like none of these, none of these are good end games for Google. Mm. Like that's the crazy part. None of these are good end games. This at least is if Microsoft can crack this in such a way where they can develop and deliver tools that make the individual more productive that is suddenly a thing that people will use and businesses might buy. Yep. Yeah, it says Microsoft's rolling it out to co-pilot to 365 apps on November 1st. So it'll, well, it'll, it'll need a license, but... I was just going to say, so on that bombshell, mm-hmm. have you guys seen what this is going to cost? No, no, I haven't seen pricing yet. It's shocking. And as someone who it's his job to sit in meetings 
and tell people why insert license here is a valuable spend. No, Eric, you know this. Normally, it's from a security perspective, right? Yeah. Like, hey, we really recommend you go you go from business standard to E3 because there's this suite of security features that bought individually would be more expensive. You get them as a bundle. Like, there, there's We guide people because we are consultants. We guide people down the path for why it's a good spend. Yep. M365 Copilot by itself is $30 a month. Ooh. Per user. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Per so, user. Mm. Yeah. And, and it is more expensive <laughs> than all of E3. All, yeah, E3 is twenty three dollars. Yeah, jeez. And E3 is one of the most valuable. Like I, I, I continue to like. I will die on this hill. E3 is one of the most valuable spends a business can make from the amount of productivity and and features there. Your as a business owner, what your user gets for that twenty three dollars, I can make that case all day long. Microsoft has a much steeper road to go to sell me on selling someone else yeah. that there's $30 of value a month and something you in can just being able to chat GPT for sure. I mean, no, or, it's not going to integrate into office and create pivot tables no. for you, but it will still generate text and things like that. If that's what you're looking to do. So we'll just come down or the time it takes me to Google how to make a pivot table. Sure. Like yeah. again, how have I done work for the last 20 years? Mm. I Google what I'm looking for and then I do it. And then if I'm been like, well, you know, if you make 20 pivot tables a week, then the productivity savings easily justifies $30. Bro. <laughs> if you're making that many pivot tables and you have to look it up every time, you might want to not be doing a job that involves computers. Right. Mm. Because going back to mastery, right? Like I'd be, if I made that, we keep using this example, but if I made that many pivot tables, yeah, I wouldn't need closed. to look it up every time. Yeah. yeah, There are plenty of things I do every day that I can do literally blindfolded because I do them every single day. If you're having a look, so like the, the, the gap that this feels like it's bridging is one of mastery. But then again, if you're mastering something, you no longer need to look it up every time. Right. Mm -hmm. You've mastered it. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was it's, thinking it's like, a, okay, it's, a, if it's using, a hard bridge. Yeah, like if you're using Word documents or Excel and you want to like clean up stuff, but like Eric said, like you could still use ChatGPT for that. And like you don't right. have to have the copilot in Word. Yeah, 30, uh, 30 bucks a month. You yeah. Know? I really struggle also with the whole branch that a lot, and this is not just Microsoft, all of them like, we're going to use AI to like summarize meetings for it. You're like, did you yeah. arrive late to the meeting? We're going to use AI to summarize what you missed. Do you want to not pay I, attention during the meeting? First of all, show up for your meeting on time, man. Right. Mm. Well, first just, of all, throwing, first of all, does it, it need there. to be a meeting or could it have just been an email? Oh, well, we're, <laughs> we're, we don't have enough. Have your meeting. We don't have enough time to dissect that <laughs> from working America. Um, right. No. If you are capable, you are, uh, I am a Walt Disney level optimist about like what technology can do for us. And I still cannot wrap my head around trusting an AI to summarize a meeting for me. Mm -hmm. Right? No, yeah, the odds of it picking out the high points, much less the subtext. I, I refuse. I refuse. Like we're focused on the wrong tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we're investing billions of dollars in giving you an excuse for being late to a meeting. Be at the meeting on time. Like these, like if that's the best 
selling point we've got for what AI can do for us. Mm. You need to invest in an alarm clock. Right. <laughs> That's it. I've yeah. got one to sell you. It's only $29 a month. It's <laughs> a deal. Oh, so I, I like did some of these things automatically. Maybe it's like, oh, we just had an hour meeting and Microsoft just spit out at me. Oh, whatever. Right. If I didn't have to maybe reach out for it to get it. It yeah, might be something I mean, I'd be more still, likely to appreciate. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Trying to shoehorn a, a use case for a Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to think yeah. of like, yeah. Well, that's my whole thing. Like with the number of obvious use cases that exist for these technologies, I feel like we're reaching really deep to try and make use cases and it yeah. shouldn't be that hard. And all I can figure is the ones that are harder to get to are also very expensive yep. to get to. Yeah. And we're just not there yet. This technology isn't going away. It's yeah, going to keep I mean, iterating and getting better. So but. I think maybe that's my problem with the whole thing. Sure. Is you're paying $30 a month for the privilege of being their beta tester. Because mm. well, this, yes. this isn't all the way there. There's no way. It's, it's ready no. for $30 a month. So you're going to be paying $30 a month while they're constantly adding new features. And you're, so you're buying in. If you buy in now, you're buying in for not a lot and then they're going to develop it over time and it's going to suck for a long time until it gets better and let's then keep it in context be worth 30 this stuff has existed in a meaningful way for one year yeah mm -hmm. yep. it was not quite yet a year ago when chat gpt burst onto the scene and then four minutes later every Everybody. single company in the valley suddenly had to get on board that was not even a year ago that's mm -hmm. crazy to think about i know right all right. Well, we can. I think we've talked this one to death. So, hey, John, what's in the box? All right. So, yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> man, box? is that that, that that's such box? a pivot? All right. No. Well, what what what's in the box this week is, and we did not want. To, we very intentionally did not want to do a whole episode on it because we frankly talked it to death. But it's still worth talking about by itself. Um, the iPhone 15, uh, specifically, as everyone. So we we have in the box in front of me right now the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Um, we're not going to run down the spec sheet because we've done that already. We're not going to necessarily run down the whole, is it worth buying? Because we've already done that. But I figured it would be better. You know, so you two have not spent really any meaningful time with it. I've spent mm -hmm. the last the, the last week or so with it. So ask away. Um, I, I, I do have some thoughts that I can also <laughs> dive into. But if you guys have specific questions about using the device, I can certainly answer them. Because I will say the the... <laughs> the AI summary version. Um, now, the, the summarized <laughs> version of my experience is the last week has confirmed for me what my suspicion was when we last talked about these phones or what these phones were likely to be, which is I do believe the experience is greater than the sum total of what's on the box. Like mm -hmm. spec sheet for spec sheet, iPhone 14 to 15, for example, especially the Pro Max. We've, we, we have talked and we're not going to rehash this that the iPhone 15 meaningful upgrade like in literal yeah. term like look at it it's a meaningful upgrade over the iPhone 14 that it replaced the 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 pro series especially the pro max is much more nuanced i feel in the differences but i do believe those differences are meaningful but before i go okay. down that rabbit hole hit me what do y'all what what do y'all want to know about this phone i i have one I want to know about the 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 action button. And the action how button. How you may have been using it so far. 
the action button is possibly my, and this is so dumb, might be my favorite feature on an iPhone since copy paste. Um, I, 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 I'm excited. I think there's a lot of cool things you could do with it. it well, so, and I'm really glad you phrased it that way, Cody, because it's both my favorite feature and my most looked forward to feature because mm-hmm. it's like very, very half-baked. And, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, it doesn't work properly. I mean, it is very obvious. Apple's like, here's a thing. We're going to give it to you. We're going to give you seven things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. In our big spaceship, there's a whiteboard with 77 more things you can do with it. Yep. But we're going to give them to you one at a time over the next decade. Mm-hmm. I just like, it's a button, right? Like that. Oh, I'm so glad we started with the action button. <laughs> the implications of the button, though. <laughs> well, no. I'm going to bring it way full circle to when we first talked about the Apple Watch Ultra last fall. And I said on this show, for the big screen and the amazing build quality and all the battery, one of the most meaningful things to me about the Apple Watch Ultra was its action button. Because Mm -hmm. every single morning, seven days a week, when I walk out of my front door and start my morning walk, it saved me three swipes. I, I do the same thing with Absolutely. my with my yeah. morning bike ride. When I get on and my is bike eight, in the morning, it's the first it, button I yeah. push. <laughs> is an $800 purchase worth saving three swipes? Absolutely not. But is it a thing that I'd, I've had an Ultra now for a year. To this day, I think about how nice it is. I, I think about it every time when I just reach down and uh-huh. just hit that button. It, exactly, Cody. It's that moment, and I think about it every single time. That is all the potential that is the action button on the iPhone. And I will say it's not the re Apple did something very, very smart because it's not totally half baked. I don't think it's it's half baked out of the box in that there are a handful of things you can do with it. I did what most people are going to do and assigned it to my camera. Mm-hmm. And I will say that exact feeling I described starting my walk every day, boom, is happening to what is now. Yeah, what is now. If you guys ever had that frustrating experience where, because we we have the always on displays, right? No, like Eric, I know you've turned yours off, and I had mine oh, off. It's for on a long on my new time. one, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I've so had it I, off for a long time. Yeah, and you can see that quick, like the virtual quick button for the camera, but it feels right. like it takes fourteen taps of the screen to get it to wake up correctly to be able to invoke the button, mm-hmm. like. That's still faster than swipe to unlock, find the camera app, open the camera app. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that home, I've always been glad that home screen shortcut was there, but I never felt like it was a fluid experience. Like I always felt like I was like doing something wrong two or three times and then I had my camera open. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially going to take a quick shot of something. Yep. Having that hardware button to get to my camera feel, I don't know another way to describe it. It feels good every time I do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's intentional, right? It's my phone is out. I've pressed a physical button and now I'm in a place where I can take a picture. And the other brilliant thing Apple did is they've made the button contextual in a way where it's like, so obviously the phone knows I've mapped it to my camera. As a result, that button is also the shutter button. Okay. So without okay. ever moving my finger, my phone is out of my pocket. I've long pressed it to have the camera app open. And then where my finger is already positioned, click. Like no same motion is I'm taking a picture. That's mm-hmm. very good. No, it's it very, like very that. good. Like and it's very satisfying. 
when I have a phone that has one of those, that's likely going to be the first thing I map to it also, because that's primarily yep. what I would use that for is, I mean, I already yep. use the volume button as my shutter as it is, Ex but as it's do such I. an awkward place mm -hmm. on the phone yep. that yep. your hand ends up in front of the screen or you're accidentally covering yep. one of the cameras or whatever. And this just, or are you on the volume down instead of the volume yep. up? Like it's just, yeah. it's just different enough of a button. You can ta in a tactile way, feel that you're on the right button and yeah. you're in control. And it, it, it has made the iPhone, which is already, we've talked about this show extensively. It's an amazing camera. Mm. It's just a good, and I will die on the hill that it or whatever smartphone is in your pocket remains the best camera you own because the camera you always have. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. The number of moments that I have captured in my life because that, because that camera was with me and the actual camera I own was nowhere in sight makes it the most meaningful camera in my life. And now it's never felt more like a, there's just something about that physical button being there. It's like, Oh, this is, this is, this, this camera just grew up a little bit. You know what I mean? It's now a thing. It's a tangible part of the experience. Never mind the massive F uh, camera bump on the back, but we've, yeah. we've spent enough time on that already. Um, it's a thing, but yeah. so the action button, right? Like much like the $800 watch is a 1200 is a thousand plus dollar phone worth a single button absolutely not but it, if it is a device that you get it is an immediate thing where you're like "Ooh, this is good i like mm -hmm. this, this like that, that yeah. good and good if job. i understand correctly you can do series shortcuts you can assign to, to the button as well, so right? yeah so what i mean by it's not it's not half baked as a feature yeah you can make yeah. series short yes yeah, so you can do series shortcuts remain one of the unsung things of modern ios mm -hmm. But there's also an element of you have to want to dig in and make them yeah. work. If you want to, yeah. if you want to invest the time, you can do almost anything. But Joe Public is not making Siri shortcuts. They're just not. You know what I mean? Right. They're for the us's. They're there. But the mere fact that you can map a Siri shortcut to it makes that button even more powerful. But it's also the very reason why I call the feature half baked. Mm -hmm. And here, here's my big thing. Apple has. There's no way to make the button do more than one thing. Right. So I want to be, uh, what I want is, sh I want to be able to map short press is one thing, long press is another thing. Double if I press, tap it three times, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me cadence out what this physical button can do. Like, it's there. Now let me run with it. And totally. this is just one of those things where it, it's, a, it's a company it's difference. It's coming. Yeah, Apple yeah. will find yeah. an Apple-y way to do it. If this were a Samsung phone, Samsung would have been like, you want to tap out a whole sentence in SOS and have, well, you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is just that feature that Samsung would have been like, go, man, you got this. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, touch the button from the right side versus the left side. You can do something different. Like, this is what, a, that's what Samsung would have done. Apple's like, this is a button. Mm -hmm. You may press it exactly one way. And it will work and it every will do what time. We tell you, and you will like. And it. it will do what we tell you, and exactly. <laughs> so, um, and they're right in that it is dummy proof. Like it's a button that does one thing, and it does it very, very well. I just like I can already see the potential of what having this one stupid button there means, and I just want it to, and I want it to do more. Like I just, do you, I do you nah. miss the the volume switcher? Like do you miss? I would not and stuff from there. I first like of all, years, you know, what monster? has their phone off silent, right? <laughs> Who are you? 
that's I know who I know, I know you. I know you. You're in you're in the restaurant across from me, and I'm listening to your default iPhone ringtone from 2007, and you yeah. won't shut your phone up. I see I sleep. see you over there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we're on the plane together. You're two rows behind me, and you you know you're getting a FaceTime call over the. Yes, I see you yeah. over there. So that's my biggest thing. And maybe I, have to I do. That do. Too. Well, they, they, <laughs> the one time that I historically would take my phone off silent is, and this like goes back to like previous roles in my work life is historically, I always took my phone off silent when I went to bed mm-hmm. um, right. uh, to raise the chance of a call waking me up yeah, if it needed like an to. after hours call, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's not as important these days, but still, it was still a thing that I did to this day. And I've already stopped doing it because it's it's a... Much like the camera, it's a swipe now instead of a button. I can't be bothered to do it as I'm going to bed. (laughs) But um, actually, could but that's an exact example of what I mean by. For example, I wish that I could triple tap the action button and have that invoke the 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 ringer on and off. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like let me because it's not something I do frequently enough that even needs to be easy. Like give me the way to do some kind of Konami code and trigger that without having to unlock the phone. That would be great. Like that's that's one of those things. Does it still support the back tap? function is that still a thing in it, iphone it, be, it, yeah. it, okay. in the in the assistive like uh, yeah in okay, the accessibility okay. yeah, yeah. functions those okay. are there they don't so, yeah, that, that, do, there aren't many choices for that option yeah no but, okay yeah it's there no but it's there so that i, I you, you zeroed in correctly because from a physical sense the action button is one of the things that jumps right off the device right like it's a physical it's a physical change i mean to set this phone on a desk next to an iphone 14 pro max that's one of really only two things that you're visually going to pick up on with any kind of likelihood is going to be that physical action button. And the other one is it's no longer shiny. You know what I mean? Like like, because the stainless steel was shiny, the titanium is, is matte. Mm, And I will tell you back to Hills. I will die on matte for the win. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I am very well aware going back to, and we'll, we'll circle back on this two different times. Um, I understand perceived value that humans have a perceived value that shiny is better and more expensive. (laughs) It's why Chrome exists on cars. And I'm here to tell you, you're all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All of you, your reflection. No, all of you that paid an automobile manufacturer more money to put Chrome plastic on your vehicle. You're you're, email me. You're wrong. (laughs) You're just wrong. So that brings me to to my questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna package them all together for for time um, because they're all related. So I'm just sure. gonna it's the things I've heard about it. So um, breakability, fingerprints, and heat. So have yeah, you noticed good, anything about those? Zero. I mean, obviously not breakability, but because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to adjust all. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to address all three of them yeah. with one sentence. Where's your case, bro? Right. There you go. Yeah. Put a case on your phone. It's you the most durable iPhone phone. yet. We don't need a case. Yeah. And that's the I, thing that I've been hearing is it's not the most durable iPhone yeah, ever. Totally. But, I've heard the same know. thing. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know who's saying that. I mean, are, are, did you skip it down a street? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, they're I, doing I, drop tests and stuff, and they're just saying that it sure. doesn't rate as high in a drop test. But I also think that those drop tests are, are flawed anyway. They're flawed tests because you can't drop anything twice exactly the same way, no matter how hard right. they try. And yeah. it's also the luck of the draw. Did it flip and land on its face? Did it flip and land on its back? Did it, you yeah. know, did it skip a side long all the way down and then just lay over gently? You know, there's like a million different ways it can fall. That's going to make it break 
or not break. So mm-hmm. it seems like a, yeah. a tough test to do anyway. So my memory. Oh, I, you, you want to know when the quote unquote durability of your iPhone mattered the year that they were bending in people's pockets, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this phone isn't doing <laughs> bending in your pocket. Like, that, like that's, I did have one do that. So yeah. Oh, I, that was a real thing. I'm not, oh, I'm yeah. just, that, that, but like, that's when it's like, oof. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that, this is not that. So durability, where's your case? Yeah. Fingerprints. Where's your case? Where's your case? (laughs) Yes. The titanium edges get fingerprints. You know what also got fingerprints? The shiny stainless steel on the old one. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was something about discoloring. I think it was like it would discolor it and they, Apple came out and said it will temporarily, temporarily discolor it or something like that. Sure, until you wipe it. Sure, exactly. So it's just, you know, it, it, the whole thing seemed kind of silly. But I mean, I think the big one is kind of people are saying that the phones are overheating. And again, everybody comes out after a new phone comes out. And yes. they, there's always a quirk or there's always something that's wrong with it. Oh, yeah. And this time it's overheating. And I don't know. I mean, whenever I update my phone or, you know, it's sitting there and it's got an app running in the background. The yeah. phone can get hot. It just does. I, Sometimes yeah, it gets I, hot. I, so, I have used this phone very, very hard for the last week. I haven't stress tested it, but I've used it very hard. I have not experienced the, in, in fact, and I haven't, I've also had a weird week, so I haven't been very deep in like the news, but um, that was actually the first, when you when, when you mentioned it earlier, the first I'd heard about oh, the overheating thing, I've not experienced that in any way, shape or form. Awesome. And I feel like I use the phone much harder than the average person. I will say, and this is purely anecdotal, something I do not do that like my wife, for example, I watch her do when we're sitting on the couch all the time. Um, I don't, doom scroll mm, okay so maybe that like maybe there's just a thing where it's i know that's how a lot of people use their phones they they open insert app here and they scroll to the never-ending bottom and maybe there's some that's just not a way i use my phone like i use my phone very hard i don't use it that way mm-hmm. maybe there's something to do with because i i know from a battery life perspective i i fight that fight with people all the time my battery sucks open your battery app oh 43% of your battery went to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, fine. Yeah, I like, there's that. your battery. Mm. I see you over there. Like, <laughs> we know what mm. you did. Yep. Um, they were tracking your location the whole time. Of course, your battery ran down. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, if you're one of like those hardcore smartphone gamers out there, maybe it gets yeah, I, I don't what know. I was going to say it's probably gaming that's causing. Like, I know, play issues, games, but, but not those kinds of i don't i don't play them for hours on end i am you know between two things i have five minutes i open up you know my star trek fleet command game and i play it for five (laughs) minutes and i put my then i close the app i i don't know i've not experienced that but so in my in my real world day-to-day use i'm not yeah not even a little bit um (laughs) actually i'm mad at them anyway but (laughs) um so to, to your point so fingerprints i mean haven't seen i'm I haven't seen it because my phone's also been in a case since 12 seconds after it came out of the right. box. Yeah. Exactly. Um, durability knocking on wood. It's, it's, it hasn't broken yet. Right. And yep. he, I have and I've not had a, I have not noticed a heat, but I will say my, my 14, many times I did feel it warm through the case that I had it in. Yeah, and I I've yet, and, and I've, and I've yet to feel that with this phone, especially charging. Normally yeah. with my 14, when I would pull it off the wireless charger in my that's car, cool. I would feel warm. I have not had that experience as yet with this phone. That's awesome. That's good. Maybe there's something there. Maybe not. I don't know. So yeah. um, I will make a comment that going back to the titanium piece, it is, it is 
It is equal parts everything and nothing that people have said. It is absolutely lighter. You pick this phone up for the first time after using a 14 or a 13 Pro Max for any amount of time. You're like, ooh, this phone's lighter. Um, that sensation disappears. This is this is not a light phone. Right. It's just lighter. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's still like it is no, in my opinion, using for any amount of time. It is not meaningfully less cumbersome to hold or use it's not like oh my god i can just hold this over my face for four hours and my fingers don't get tired it's a, no it's still a giant slab of metal and black metal and glass you know what mm -hmm. i mean like it's just yeah. it's still heavy it's just lighter than the yeah. last one um and i will say in an a b test situation most feedback that i've gotten from people is they claim it feels cheaper yeah, that's the light. Going back to yeah. going back to perceived value. Yeah, I yeah. actually think it is a better made device structurally, and a lot so that like the rounded edges, for example, mm -hmm. I think are so much more comfortable. Again, don't know who you are holding your phone for that amount of time without it being in a case. Like again, get a case with rounded edges. But for the four minutes a year I hold my phone not in a case, it feels great in the hand with those rounded edges. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a perceived human beings assign value in some very very specific ways weight is one shiny i already made fun of it is one yep. of them I, that's a, that's a real thing gold, you make a dull yeah, one and a shiny one people have a perceived value that the shiny one is the good one absolutely heft weight has a perceived value to it so if you take two things that are seemingly the same and one is heavier than the other people are going to more often than not perceive the heavier one as being Yep. more well-made more. Mm -hmm. more premium that, that that is just that's a real thing you pick up two bar stools people are going to assume the heavier one is just better it's you know, better wood, wood. that's yep. right yep. you know they're, they're, that, that perceived value is a real thing so i think that's hilarious because i will tell you this is the best going back to the iphones that like bent in our pockets it's actually funny to think how much better made the iphone it, it apple's like slowly change that temperature in the in the fish tank around us over all the, yeah. all these years but like if you went and located an iphone 7 pro or a 7 anyway the big iphone 7 yeah. um or 6 even like it was they were plus back then plus i think it yeah. was um these those were cheap feeling compared to the phones we have now yeah all mine, albeit they were also hundreds of dollars cheaper. They were sure. literally cheaper phones, but the build quality has changed so dramatically over over these last few years. It is one of the best made phones I've ever held. Mm. But the 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 quote unquote lightness, giant quote unquote, because it's not a light phone. It's just mm. not. Um, has has thrown some people and made it seem cheaper. And it's not. It's actually a byproduct of it being made from a more premium material. I think it's kind of cool. Um, but it, it, it's interesting. So the, some of the intangibles, um, th this is one of those things where there's no, obviously the spec to back it up is whatever processor Apple decided they, they're going to, thank God they don't call it Bionic anymore. Boy, the A17 <laughs> Pro, I think it is. Yeah, the yeah. Pro. Um, yep. So fat. Th this phone is just quick. I mean, just like using it. It's, it's that it's you can tell you can tell that yes. that it's faster. Okay. When I'm swiping, when I'm opening, when I'm closing, when I when I'm just doing things on the phone, they feel better. They feel 
faster. Mm -hmm. And that is not to imply the 14 Pro Max was never a slow phone. No. Mm -hmm. Other than the place where the software let it down. Boy, but this is just going back to any one of the things, any one of these things by themselves is not worthy of an upgrade. I have a hard time making the case if you're sitting on a 14 or even a 13 Pro Max, is this necessarily a, a, a an obvious upgrade? But if you're someone who is just on that annual cycle train or you're maybe sitting on a 12 or yeah, something, and or it's older, like, yeah. it, it's a, it's a, it is a great phone. And the camera is very good. The camera is very, very good. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like it a lot. Um, it, the the zoom is less meaningful than I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. I will say the jump from three to five X is noticeable. Like it's really nice people to reach out and touch something with a with with a lens the way that I couldn't before. But it is still compared to like picking up a modern Samsung phone that literally makes me feel like I can take pictures of a singular crater on the moon. I'm yeah. Poking some fun, but yes. Mm -hmm. Um it's not that good. You know, it's it's not it's not that meaningful of a change yeah. like, but it is still it is very very nice to be able to toggle over to that that 5x and really feel like i'm getting closer on something that i was able to before but it's not like i don't know what i had in my head that it was going to be but it's not that like it's yeah. not like slapping a real zoom lens on a camera like oh my god i can take this picture from 300 yards away absolutely not yeah. um yeah. that's just not not what you're doing um and Eric, a first you can step speak. towards hopefully getting to that but it yeah. is you can speak to it better because I know there's like the whole thing where you can like tap into like 35 millimeter. Like there, there's those like software driven features as well, like the different focal lengths and stuff that you yeah. can, you know, you would have to play with it over me to actually get much out of that. Like I see yeah. a change. And, I'm just like, again, it changed, but the perspective is different. I don't know what yeah. I would do with it. Cause that's just not, that's not my classical training. Right. But. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's mostly, I think for, people who are trying to use it as their primary camera and feel sure. like they are still using a real camera. So they put, they assign the millimeters to it so you can, you know, use that, use those photo books you're learning from and those right. focal lengths will equal the same in your phone. In that, you know, it's just, it's whatever it's, you know, right. personal preference. So, um, I personally, when I go out to do real photography that I want to feel like I'm doing photography, I want to have a camera in my hands anyway, like an actual mm -hmm. camera with all the buttons yeah. and dials and all that stuff. And, and that's yeah. purely my opinion because I like yeah. to have that tactile input yeah. um, when I'm taking pictures. So yeah. I'm just snapping with my phone. So um, the one other thing I wanted to point out because it's, you know, half joking, very much half not another like action button level meaningful moment i had with the phone literally this week was um i was at the office and i was a dummy and i didn't charge my phone the night before and i have a lightning cable stashed somewhere in my desk it was for exactly those moments oh. <laughs> and i got my phone out i'm like oh, i need to charge this i'm here for a couple hours like i'm gonna be on the road for a bit like i i, I should charge my phone and then i had like this euphoric moment where i'm like Oh my oh, God, yeah. I can just walk over to any one of the 48 USB-C cables in this room. Cause I, I do, they are, they are just, my, my office is carpet bombed like with USB-C chargers, <laughs> but I have, or just USB-C cables that are then connected to some kind of power device that's mm -hmm. capable of charging something. There is one sad lightning cable buried in a drawer that I use twice a year Where they and be. I was just, I was just able to walk over to the little like meeting table in my office and say, Oh yeah. See that cable yeah. right there. That's going to work just fine. Oh, what a great moment. What a day. <laughs> 
What a day it was to be able to finally plug my phone in the same way I plug in every other device I own, including all the rest of my Apple devices. Right. Save my AirPods. Oh, yeah, the AirPods. Um, You got to pony up for that new new case. I'm not doing it. I'm I'm not (laughs) holding my ground. When they sell me actual better AirPods with a USB-C port, then I will do it. I'm not doing it over a case. I just won't. Um, but that was, that was, that was really, really cool to be able to do that for sure. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, I honestly, I'm out of stuff to say. I mean, like, yeah, no, iPhone is, it's like, there isn't, there was a few little things that I think we touched on all of them and and it's like, there isn't, again, it's all like we talked about before. Apple is doing all of these great kind of quality of life slash fun things to their devices that are just incrementally making them. Yep just over time so that's like what you're talking about you got an you got an iphone x you got an 11 a 12 you make the jump to this you're going to see meaningful yep. quality of life quality of use yep out of this new device simply because of these little incremental things they've mm-hmm. added over the last three or four years it adds up and it makes for a really compelling device i think they they do and if you're and if you happen to be jumping up from a more recent really if you're jumping up from the last two years of devices it's definitely not a don't be a rush couple of those little things. The, the there will be a couple button. of the, like, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna get those things, and you're, like you're gonna have a noticeably better experience. But it d- does that add up to? I'm gonna spend this amount of money. But I also make the case all the time: if you are sitting on a 13 or 14, and your trade in is sufficiently valuable, then it's suddenly like I, I will tell you, the USB C part alone was enough for me. By right. itself, that and the action button. Oh, really, yeah. I don't care about the titanium. It's fun, but it's, it's whatever. Um, the rounded edges. My phone's in a case. Um, the A17 Pro. It's it's snappy, it's not, but really, those, those two things. If you're in a position where the trade-in offsets enough of that, there's still something to be had here. So that's why I just think that for each person, there's going to be like this 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 subset of new features that add up to, huh? That was a nice upgrade. Um, so maybe you know the the, the takeaway is. Find a way to play the carrier's game against them and don't let them just draw you into the, I'm going to upgrade every three years because that's when Verizon's going to let me. There are other ways right. to go about it that, that can be accomplished. So, Or if you have a 13 or 14, you're happy with it, then just keep it. Yeah, because I mean, that's what I'm doing. Be a, I'm going to There's going to be a new next phone year. next year, yeah. right? There's going to, and, and the camera will be even better and the action button will be even more capable and there will still be a USB-C port because Europe exists. Like yep. <laughs> all these things will still be there. So it is not a skip dinner for a week to go get this, to go pay for this phone. It's it's just not, not that it's not yeah. worth it in that regard. Anything, nothing is, but you know what I mean? Um, but if you're just like, you know what? I, I have this phone outright. I can trade it in. Like if, if it's $200 out of pocket, I'll tell you, there's $200 of fun to be had with this phone. If you're yeah. going to go shell out eleven, twelve hundred dollars $1,200, no, that, that's, that's like that. That's not going to be a worth use case scenario for the vast majority of people. It's like put yeah. a couple hundred just to upgrade to the two. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's John. John's key to his technology cycle is keep it fresh enough that you maintain those resale values. Yep. I did. So, um, or, or, or at least trade in values. So on that economic bombshell, I suppose we will, uh, and please do not take ec- economic advice from me. Dear God, <laughs> so I've don't. been doing John my, this whole time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> notes. that's it. Well, um, anything else you guys have to wrap us up? I don't think so. Mm-mm.
All right, well, I, I'm gonna go put this phone back in its case because it's been very precariously out of one for the last 10 minutes while we were talking yes. about it. So I'm gonna go do that and uh, we'll wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later.